What's the deal? It's no D, baby. Huh, got Moyo, Poyo, and my boy ESG, Zedrick Sosa, the Freestyle Kings in here. Say, look here, they got a song out there called Whoa. You know what I'm saying? We love that, we respect that. Yo, what's good? Life Now, Die Later. I'm here with Cruz. Carlos Cruz, 650, San Bruno. You already know. And uh, yeah, thank everybody for listening on the road to the 100th episode. And uh, please give us a five star if you can. Help, helps us a lot. Um, and yeah, the, the my favorite part about saying is where we're live from. And today we're live from, where the fuck are we? San Jose. San Jose. San Jose and uh, Carlos Cruz' car. You already know, the most random. We're live from the most random places. But um, yeah, thank everybody for listening and uh, yeah, give us a five star and hopefully we continue doing this past 100 episodes. But uh, yeah, how you doing, Carlos? Doing good, man. Thank you again for having me. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you're from the Bay? Born and raised, bro. Born and raised. San Bruno, I never heard of San Bruno until like literally like <laughs> your bands or like, I was like, I mean, the Bay's like really big. Yeah. Like on- everybody just talks about Oakland, San Francisco, and San Jose. Yeah. And ever since like I was in high school, dude, like, my number one thing was always like I want to put on for San Bruno Like I don't want to be like Oh I'm from like SF Cause like I'm not from SF Like I'm from San Bruno And no one ever really hears of that place But there actually are hella bands like from there Like what? Uh There's this band Ordstro They're like one of the first bands Like that actually got me into hardcore Or like going to DIY shows and shit Um They're from Well they're from San Bruno Milbray It's like the neighboring town Um There's this other band Flat Out that's also from there. Um, just like older bands, uh, like 2008 bands that were like, like went to my high school and shit like that. And is San Bruno like, um, like a Mexican, like a um, Mexican populated or it's, like it's pretty heavily Mexican. Yeah, yeah, like that's like the Mexican side of like the Bay. Uh, yeah, I mean like there's Mexicans all over like East Oakland and shit and like South City's got a lot of Mexicans. San Bruno, San Mateo, um, you know, but there's like. Godness that he has and Panerias in, in San Bruno and shit like that. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, you don't see that in like Milbray or Pacifica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe a little bit here and there, but. Um, well, what's, what would you say is one of the most violent cities in, uh, in the Bay? San oh, Bruno? Yeah, what are the violent cities? What are like the, the South Central or like the East Side? Of- <laughs> um, Oakland for sure, San Jose. Um, I mean, you hear a lot about like Hunter's Point and shit like that, but i i honestly feel like i don't even hear too many stories come out from out there i know it's shit's still going crazy it's basically like lawless out there there's a there's a warehouse out there right now that does shows and like the first time i pulled up there's just like hella fools trapping like on the block just like like we're trying to find the venue and we're like me and my girlfriend like parked in the car and we just sat there and like oh like all these dudes in the cars like we're just like staring at us and i was like damn like maybe we should just swing it around the block a couple times until yeah. people show up like i don't want to like blow up these fools spot um so like shit still goes down out there like that but like i don't think san bruno i wouldn't consider it like a violent place there's definitely like gangs and shit like when growing up in high school like we used to get checked all the time but like yeah. fucking get is it like hangers. a town yeah, it's like, like more like a town. Less it's like forty thousand, forty five thousand yeah, populated. Yeah, yeah. So you're like, uh, you're basically what's it, what would you call an artist? Where like, you're you're in, you've been in a lot of bands over the years, um, power bands, punk. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So talking about your childhood, how was it like growing up in San Bruno, with uh, uh being a being a Mexican in a honestly, in, dude. I tell this story a lot. It's kind of funny that you ask, but like, I feel pretty lucky to be 
from there just because like like dude i was like flipping through an old like an old yearbook and like i don't even need the fucking yearbook to remember this shit but like you know i wasn't like the only mexican kid in my class and then like always you know other mexican kids there's like tongan kids black kids asian kids filipino kids fucking white kids like literally everyone like every kind of culture you could think of like i grew up around that and like feel hella lucky to have had that because like I mean, honestly, dude, like, you hear this shit, like, people being like, oh, yeah, like, racism, blah, blah, like, it exists everywhere. It's like, yeah, no shit it exists everywhere. But to me, I feel kind of, like, not blinded by it. Like, obviously, I know it exists places, but I just didn't have that much exposure into it because, like, I grew up around all those different types of, yeah, yeah. of people. That's how it should be. Dude, yeah, and, like, you know, I always, t- I always say this thing that's like, dude, your reality is, like, what you've experienced, and that's what's true to you as a person. So to me... Obviously, I'm not a racist piece of shit dickhead, but, like, you know, to me, I grew up accepting all these types of people, you know, they were just my friends, like, literally, some of those kids are, like, still my friends today, and, like, yeah, we don't see each other all the time, but I can still hit them up on the phone or do whatever, and it's, like, we pick up right where we left off, you know, and it's, That's like, it. and it's cool. Yeah, because, like, Los Angeles, from, again, like like you said, from, your, from what your experience is, your reality, like, uh, Blacks and Mexicans are always in the same neighborhoods, and that's always the low-income neighborhoods. Yeah, and then uh, and then like if 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 there's a white school in Los Angeles, it's because it's a wealthy school. Yeah, you know what I mean. Which like that's how I grew up seeing. So like for the longest time, I was like mad at white people because I was like because I associated <laughs> white people but with like rich with money. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I was yeah. like oh like like and a lot of people still do when I get like when I talk to like fools from like from like my neighborhood they're like yeah like fuck white people Hell yeah. but like they're like it's like rich people you know what I mean like I'm like yeah yeah I'm like no, and then when you grow up and it's like oh there's like poor white people you know who they're talking about yeah, when yeah, they yeah. say that like, yeah, yeah. you know what they mean yeah but it's it's shit like that where it's like like um like you 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 kind of just like you just see it you talk you talk to a Filipino kid you talk to the the white kid the black you know what I mean and like yeah. me that's what kind of sounds sucks because I feel like I like it took like like a lot, of, a long time to like be like, all right, like, exposed to that. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like I could relate to a poor, a white person and get along than like a rich Mexican. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you yeah. gotta learn stuff like that, but you gotta get like you gotta go out to the world. Yeah. So, but yeah, how was like your parents? How was your relationship with your parents? You had any siblings? How was? Yeah, it? I have a, I have an older brother and a younger sister. I have my older brother, older brother to thank for like a lot of the early music stuff. Uh, love my mom to death. She's still here. My dad unfortunately passed away when I was eleven. So in 2004, uh, passed away in a car in a car accident. Um, so that like I think I'm still like growing from a lot of that and like realizing things now as an adult that like you know things that, like that I experience or things that I develop or the way I think about something. I'm just like dang, like maybe I would have thought about that differently if like that hadn't happened, you know? Or like like what? Uh, like give me an example. Damn. Like you don't see it as life so precious, or do you like? Or do you, like, live life more fast or, I don't know. I think, like, just aspects of, like, being an adult. Like, like for example, owning a car, right? So it's like, I drove this car here, love this car. It, it's a pain in the neck sometimes, but, like, having that as, like, uh, as, like uh, an adult responsibility, you know? If I can't afford to pay my car, then I'm not going to, like, go out to a gig or something or go, like, have a good time somewhere if I, like, you know, can't scrape together the money to, to pay the car, right? And it's like, obviously... It doesn't take a 30-year-old man to, to figure that out, but just, like, aspects about, like, 
I don't know. It's hard to explain. Aspects about life that I feel like maybe I could have just picked up on, like, from my dad at an earlier point in my life oh, versus, okay. like, just figuring it out on my own later. Mm, you know I get I mean? exactly what you mean. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, like, you know, it's not like my mom just, like, didn't teach us shit. Like, she taught us how to be civilized human beings and, like, not be pieces of shit. No, I get like you. That. I get you. Yeah. But, you know, there's, there's, like, a father-son relationship that, like, you know, develops over time and it's, like, even still, like, literally right now, I'll never know what that's like as an adult. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like, it is what it is. And, like, you know, who's to say that, like, if it, if things did pan out differently, like, maybe I wouldn't be playing music. Who knows? You never know, you know? Yeah. 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 It would have, like, because, uh, like, being into music, it's a uh, very, uh, what's it called? Like, it, it, it's more positive for sure. Like, and obviously it depends how every person manages their life anyway like if you're gonna be a bum you're gonna be a bum no matter what <laughs> if you're gonna be a fucking successful person you're gonna be in graffiti or in the corporate or in music you know what I mean but what I've learned is uh, like to, to be in music there has to be a lot of like um like even going on tour like for with me for t- these two weeks it's like you save money you quit your job you know what i mean like and then you're you're out on the road and you're you got to be careful with your money you know what i mean stuff like that where yeah, it's like yeah. the average person it's like no you got to like work and like you know i don't have a car you know what i mean i don't have my license yet you know what i mean like but you know i could go on so on but like like that came i, I could relate to that because my like, i haven't seen my dad in like a couple years because like i'm not like i'm not i'm undocumented and he's like you know also like just you know we're separated by the border right so like you know i could talk to my dad but it's not the same as like like, yeah, even, like, fixing a car. You know what I mean? Or it's, like, an oil change. Or it's, like, I'm yeah. YouTubing that shit. You know what I mean? Because, like, <laughs> yeah. you don't have a dad to, like, be, like... Teach you or, yeah, show you or like way. Yeah, or even just, like, a, like kind of like that rock. You know what I mean? Where it's, like... Yeah, Or, like, totally. someone who's just, like... Like, my mom is, yeah, but, like... It's not the same where, like, you know, you're, like, a, like, you, like a man that you could be, like... Yeah. You know what I mean? There's just, like... T- I, st- I still remember, like being young and then like I can't remember who told my brother but they were like you know you're like the man of the house now right and he was like 13 at the time yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like damn dude talk about responsibility and like you know he ended up moving out of the house when I still live there and then like you know, obviously I, I bear that on you know like help pay the bills when things can't be met sometimes or little things like that you know be there just to like protect my mom and my sister you know who knows who's gonna come knock on the door someday it's not like bad shit happens all the time but People are pretty fucking unhinged nowadays, so it's like who knows, you know? Or but, even, uh, or even just like, or even uh, what's the word? Um, or even just like, uh, what's the word? Uh, like stuff like that, where it's like, like, like that. I mean, I guess the average person like goes through phases. Like, there's phases in life you're gonna go through no matter what. And by the let's say by the time you're like, kind of letting loose and being crazy or whatever, like you know. Whatever, like you're like it's you're already at a certain age where like you already went to co- you're already in college you already graduated high school you already did the right things yeah yeah well like like me where it's like I had to take care of my little sister like like walk her to school like at a like before I even like you know like like just yeah. being being older and like 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 having depression before like the average kid you know what I mean has it like yeah because you just go through life like faster and quicker yeah kind of makes your mind alter more so therefore there's things like passion for music that alters quicker like so when so like when i was like when i was like like you know living a, like a very like rough life with my mom like uh, other kids were like living having a more comfortable life like they like they will listen to whatever was on the radio but i knew that i was like oh i'm listening to, like full of hell you know what i mean like and, I'm, yeah. and i love this and but like my mind is like on a different level you know what i mean like yeah than other kids you know what i mean like so like I, what i'm trying to say is like like Having things like that, like having a fucked up or like having something like being taken away from you, I mean, not that it, you know, not that it justifies or, or it's a good thing. Right, right. Comes, I mean, this, I mean, there, there comes with a good side. You know what I mean? Like, right. Like, there's when, always going to be an outcome, you know, the tunnel ends somewhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, like you said, do you think you would have uh, played music or been as passionate for music to I like, mean, to continue? Maybe you know, maybe he could, maybe would have shown me something else that I would have like fallen in love with or like had a passion for, like a Walder. Like well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like now, now as as an adult, like lately, I've been like geeking out about like electronics and stuff, and like I've been like fixing a lot of my old like video game consoles and stuff like that, and like that's shit that like. My my grandpa's not like a professional electrician or something, but he can come over the house and like fix the lights if they're not working. Like you flip one switch and like everything turns on or something, like he could fix that. Like I would like to know how to do that. I think now as an adult, like older, you know, my interests are are growing into different areas. So basically I could be like, okay, cool, if I can learn how to fix electronics, well maybe I could fix like an amp or a pedal or a guitar and apply that to music. And there's, you know, different ways to learn about that like yeah exactly so maybe i i would have been a welder or like an electrician or had some sort of like trade job like that but yeah you know who knows that's not the way it panned out i'm here right now so did like losing your dad in a car crash make make you like like had a certain fear of like car crashes you know what i mean like kind of like paranoia kind of sometimes one time someone told me like i can't believe people are so scared of roller coasters like when every time you get in a car, you have such a higher chance of dying than when you do when you get on a roller coaster. And like that that person told me that like years and years and years after my dad passed away. But like I feel like like hearing something like that and then tying kind of tying it back all into your past. Like yeah, I could provide some sort of anxiety, but like you know I'm still gonna drive. Like it I guess it doesn't really hold me back from just like yeah. doing what I gotta do and like living my life. But. um I wouldn't say it like causes like any crazy fear or anything. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like I was like I was too young to even like start thinking about stuff like that. Like when it happened, mm. like, so, like I said, like as I'm getting older, I'm starting to realize things. Like, damn, that is pretty fucked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. But so yeah. how how was how was your relationship with your family after like like and you're going because you passed when you were 13, right? Uh, I was 11. 11. So yeah. going on to like middle school, high school. Yeah, yeah. How was it like? Right um, there. Was it just weird? Was um, it? Was yeah, it like I mean, everybody quiet? I feel like our our family, uh, you know, we were very tight knit after that, and like there was definitely some like anxieties that came with that. Like if I was like you know gonna call my mom or something, and, like she doesn't answer the phone, I'm just like, oh no, ah, so the worst thing in the world could possibly happen, and it's like no, 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 you know, just like try not to get too anxious i definitely feel like i get anxiety like that sometimes but um yeah back then definitely felt more tight-knit um you know we kind of just like i had was very lucky to have like a lot of friends that you know i grew up with at school that lived nearby we'd go outside and fucking play bullshit baseball like you know whatever um but yeah i think i definitely had like my friends there to like probably like definitely keep me distracted from a lot of what was going on at the time and um you know it like i said it i think i was too young to really process like what happened like i like i said i'm just processing it still i feel like and like to this day thinking like damn like you know never see my dad again or like whatever you know and uh yeah 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 <laughs> Do you, do you write Is there any songs Or a specific project That's like about him um, Or that you, like you wish He would hear Yeah I mean Cruz is definitely Dedicated to him For sure Like His picture Is like the Cover photo oh, of Yeah his picture Is a cover photo On the demo um, I have Like a dedication To him In the inner sleeve On the LP um, A lot of the art I feel like is, is definitely Inspired by like Him like photos 
you know, flipping through photo albums, just like kind of like thinking of like what he was like or like his vibe, like based on like. Dude, on he the- was straight up a decked out ass cholo ass fool. Like in all the photos I've I've seen, like even growing up, you know, I'd still look at those photos even when he was still here. And do, you like, like, do you remember a lot how he was? Oh yeah, totally. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's like not not anything that I completely forgot. Like, uh, you know, I was old enough to still like retain memories for sure. But I'd say that like definitely Cruz a lot of the times is like dedicated to him and you know he might i don't even think he'd be super down with like that type of music like he definitely wasn't like my dad didn't listen, didn't listen to rock and roll or anything listen like goombia and shit like that and um but yeah I, i'd say that cruise is for sure like that's my main project i could do whatever i want with it so yeah. i'm just gonna make it about him say and uh, how'd you pick up your first guitar um my my uncle on my mom's side, my mom's brother, he let me borrow his guitar actually, and like hella like guitar like rock guitar for dummies books, and like Metallica tab books and shit. And then like he gave it to you just cause or like he's like you gotta learn guitar. Yeah, no, I mentioned that I wanted to learn. I actually originally wanted to learn how to like scratch records and like DJ and shit when I was like fourteen or fifteen, and then just never really like try to get into it i just got like too put off by like how expensive shit was like two decks and a mixer and plus like records and shit um but yeah then i want to learn how to play guitar so my uncle my uncle has like a guitar he had one uh he let me borrow it gave me like a practice amp bunch of books and i was 15 maybe 16 it was over summer and my ps3 had broken so i didn't have like video games to play so i basically would just practice guitar like not hella crazy a couple hours a day like that's a lot for a kid read read the book and like learn power chords and just like play power chords in different places around the neck and like uh learning metallica songs and shit like that was uh definitely like how i started sick yeah and what was your first band you were in our first band was or how was high school if that that mixes in (laughs) no that definitely mixes in good segue yeah um High school was was shitty. Uh, first two years, my brother was still there, so I hung out with him and his friends a lot. And then, uh, like my friends joined in too. You know, we all kind of hung out, had a little spot. And then he graduated, and then I kicked it a lot with um, I kicked it a lot with my friend Kyle, who who ended up being in my first band. I still talk to him today. He's like one of my best friends. Um, he was definitely the main reason like why i got into to punk and shit because like growing up i listened to like you know fucking blink 182 and like rage against the machine and papa roach and all that classic shit lincoln park shit like that you know the the classic 2000s albums that was a starter pack yeah literally and um and then so i in 11th grade i hung out with my friend kyle a lot and he got me into uh this band saber to zombie and uh, they're from the Bay. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. They're they're from, from, wait, so the Zombies the one with uh, Anthony, right? No, 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 no. no. I'm, thinking of, uh, I'm thinking of another band. So the Zombies the one with the crazy vocals, right? Yeah, Cody. Yeah. Yeah, Wild Ass Fool. Goes ape shit. Um, he doesn't anymore, right? Yeah. Kinda. Kinda. We we played with them in November of last year. Yeah, I saw them live. And it, I mean, it was cool. Don't get me wrong. There's no, no diss. No diss. Yeah, no, no, yeah, for but, sure. But like, I've seen videos. I'm like, and it's like a... It's like a slow crazy, not like a like a energetic crazy. It's more like a yeah. Well, like their last release was like some like 
more like on the stoner rock side yeah. of things. I feel like it was a little bit slower. Definitely still energetic. Definitely still good. But uh, yeah, they. I mean, when they're younger, everyone goes harder when they're younger. What's other men though with Anthony? Skin like iron, right? Oh, I don't know. I don't know if there's someone named Anthony in that band, but I know Skin Like Iron. Yeah, they're all intertwined. No, he didn't play. Who the hell played in Skin Like Iron? I don't remember. I feel like it was a super group. Whatever, but it's cool. Yeah, but um, but yeah. So why was high school shitty? Um, just because like there's only like a few of us there that like actually listen to punk. Everyone else is like a jock or like you know whatever. Like just no one I really had any interest in hanging out with. Um. Were you good at school? Were you did good grades, or you were like stoner? Or <laughs> no, I I um I got all, like decent grades. I had like a two point <laughs> that, That's not that's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of just got by, and like you know, I uh, it's, school wasn't always like my number one focus. Like I you know, like at least the classes that I did have interest in were like the video class, and like was there bullying? Nah, no one bullied me, bro. Yeah. I'm like six foot tall in high school. Yeah. I mean, like, that's a target for like people to try to prove themselves. I mean, hey, sure. Did that happen? No, no one ever tried. I've actually never been in a fight before. That's sick. Yeah, no one ever fucks with me, dude. Yeah. It's cool. But what, what else sucked about high school? Um, it just sounded like it was whatever. Yeah, it was it was whatever, honestly. Like, a lot of it I kind of just blanked out. Like, I can't believe, like, you think, I think about four years now, and it feels like such a small sliver of time. Like four years back then Feels like Fucking forever High school felt like forever Yeah And it's because You're dreading it dude Like you're an adult now And four years goes by And you just do whatever The fuck you want And hang out And have a good time But like When you're you know Forced to fucking Learn numbers and shit Like it sucks And uh I mean I definitely found The good in like The art class And like the cooking class And like the film class Guitar class Uh I definitely had Good teachers Regardless of what they taught That I still like Have things that I took away From them yeah. You know So I'm thankful for that Like there's definitely Some some good people there But But were you Were you bummed out Because your brother had left and Like And like it was kind of like- uh, No not necessarily I didn't really like Lean on him too hard like that I kind of just hung out with him Just cause I didn't really know How to like go make friends Like you know Even my friend Kyle That I hung out with After he left I've known him since 7th grade And uh, Yeah It just like we kind of just stick to the people that I knew and um yeah so like in 12th grade we started our first band we were called Unnatural Cause uh we played like three shows it was cool I definitely learned a lot in that band like that was like my first time ever trying to record uh we only got together because we were covering Saber 2 Zombie songs in our homie RJ's garage weren't they active at the time? they were yeah <laughs> I probably had just seen them like I actually saw them for the first time after we had been practicing their songs. And you're like, yeah, let's let's start us here with two songs. Yeah, it was sick. Dude, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, they're like the perfect bridge between, like, metal and hardcore. You know, really? it's exactly like, I was hell into metal. I, like, Slayer and Metallica were, like, my favorite bands. And, uh, you know, listened to some punk shit here and there, but, like, not very much of it. And, um, yeah, Kyle, I have to thank for, like, a lot of that. He, like, got me into a lot of, uh, like, the local stuff after that. He took me to, like, my first Gilman Street show. Um, when I was like 17 What's up with Gilman? Nowadays? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause like Okay <laughs> I don't me, know Let me tell you my first, like, Gilman's like A legendary venue Systopia Spaz Like You know all, Even Ceremony Like All the big bands Have their good gig At Gilman Yeah Is Gilman still a thing? Why is it not cool anymore? That's a good question It's definitely still a thing They definitely do shows I have no idea Why people Don't play there anymore 
last time I, so I used to kind of book shows there. The last time I did something there was probably like 2016. I did the Ceremonies L-Shaped Man record release there with Negative Approach. Damn. And yeah, it was a sick gig. Well, I think played. that was um this who else who else did play? I honestly can't tell you, dude. I can't remember. That's a crazy. Yeah, I can't remember. That's nuts. It was a cool show for yeah. sure. Um, Shout out to Negative Approach. Yeah, hell yeah. They um, yeah, that was probably the last time I was I was I booked a show. I can't even tell you is the it, last time. Is I like a, is it like an owner or is it like the same owner the whole these all these years or or how does that work? I have no idea. I think well, it's all volunteer run, so it kind of just. I think the legacy of it falls on like whoever decides to volunteer there, and if the volunteers like are just not looking at like a very specific circle of punk bands to play there, then there's just not going to be shows. But like I know that there's for sure still band like a lot of younger bands I think play there nowadays. Um, I haven't heard a single band that I know that play Gilman like recently yeah, or yeah. ever or like like, you know, like bands that like I would like that are popping or that are right like, now I'm, I'm yeah no one really plays there honestly even like Chain like Chain is yeah, still popping but it feels more yeah. like like big shows happen there like I, I've met people where it's like yo Chain was like like you know like I saw internal fairs and blah yeah. blah like, you know it's like the bands that like now it's like a concert venue yeah yeah it's more yeah <laughs> yeah it's like it's like um they're playing so they're playing so and so and Chain like like a big band you know what I mean yeah. and, and you know it's gonna sell out yeah, Which, yeah. I don't know. Like now, I mean, the cool venues, in my opinion, are like Men of the Hour and like, and like um, the house seventeen twenty and the house shows. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but like when it comes to like good like venues, it's seventeen twenty Men of the Hour. You know what I mean? Like from LA. You know what I mean? Oh, in like, LA. Yeah, 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 not, yeah, not, yeah. Not, I don't know anything about the Bay. Well, I don't know much about the Bay. But uh, but yeah. So you graduate high school. What happens? I graduate high school. Did you graduate? Um, high school? Yeah, you graduate high school. I did graduate high school. Um, I was still doing that first band. We played. Oh no! So I graduated high school, got a job, and then I started uh, booking shows. Actually, like, like not too, not too shortly after. What made you want to book shows? Um, I kind of just wanted to get more involved. Like, there's, I don't even, I couldn't even tell you what aspect of like booking that like enticed me. Um, the first time What actually sparked me To book my very first show There was a bowling alley In Coloma, California Which is very close To where I grew up In San Bruno uh, There was a bowling alley there Sarah Bowl They had done a couple shows In the past This is so I kind of skipped over a year This is like 2012 By now by this point um, so they, were, they had done a couple shows I saw some sick ass bands Play there um, Do you know the band DNF Duke Nukem Forever Yeah Dude you know what's funny? What's up? This whole tour, shout out to Sam Boston, <laughs> dude. This whole tour, we've been uh, to this crazy. You bring that up. This whole tour, uh, you, uh, you know, you know, Smart, right? The Ben Smart. Yeah, yeah. They have a song, Sean Lim. Mm -hmm. I don't know Sean Lim. Do you know Sean Lim? I know the name. Yeah, Actually, see, see, they, I don't know him. Like, okay. I know who I've heard. The of name him. sounds hella familiar. Dude, we've just been screaming the whole like at people or, or in the van. We're just like <laughs> Sean Lim or like Nuke Duke and Forever. Yeah. So like, that's the thing. Like we go to the market. We're just like Nuke Duke and Forever. Or like if we're just gonna like steal something. We're just like Nuke Duke and Forever. Yeah, like, yeah. It's funny enough, but like that's crazy. That you bring that up. We've been saying that the whole tour. That's hella funny. Or like, we go to sleep. We're just like Nuke Duke yeah. and Forever. So uh, rewind back to 2011. Yeah. I was still in high school. Uh, my friend Kyle took me to go see a show at Sarah Bowl, and it was Duke Nukem Forever, uh, Big Kids, Koala Cost, 
and Orange that band that I mentioned from San Bruno. Koala Cost, like koala, like like Koala Cost, but with a koala. Yeah, that's crazy. They're not a band anymore. Not I know, but I mean, they're from yeah, they're from wild ass name for sure. Koala they're from Cost. they're from I think they're from SF. I think some of the members are from LA. Um, but yeah, those four bands played. That was the first show I went to, 2011. Uh, and yeah, so Sarah Bull did a couple other shows that I'd gone to. Then I heard that they were going to close, and I was like, damn, I want to book a show there. And I did a show there with my band, Unnatural Cause. It was our last show. It was like only the third or fourth show we played. Did you guys break up? Much. Uh, because we weren't really like... It wasn't ever supposed to be anything that was like we were supposed to play shows. It was just like we're just jamming, and everyone else was like, "Yeah, this is whack," and I'm like, "Yeah, that's that's cool. I'm down. Let's not play anymore." Close was on the gate. What's that? Close was on the gate. Who else? Uh, this band, Commissure. They're from SF, like uh, SF area. They're definitely like mad local. They were like one of the first bands that um, I got into when I was getting into that stuff. Not they're not a hardcore band, but they they play like DIY gigs with with hardcore bands and shit. Uh, so they've been Enemigo, who were homies with Commissure. They just jumped on the gig and then ended up being super tight with them. Um, and then our homies from high school, they had a band called, I think they're called like 82 South or something like that. They played a couple of shows. They, they just played here and there. And then uh, and then it was a natural cause. Sick. Yeah. And then, so, that, so, that, so you booked that show. It closes down. <clears throat> and then... Yeah, the, I mean, it's funny how you're like, I want to be involved, and you took the hardest job. Yeah. The, 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 wor- the worst yeah. part of, uh, the worst part of, uh, in my opinion, because shout out to Cam, uh, we said, see, he's like, mm. I see how he book shows. I'm like, dude, that sounds like a nightmare, like booking shows. It's pretty hectic. Um, Especially because they're, they're, the Oxnard, Nardcore, current Nardcore scene is like, they all, like, they're all homies, so they know each other. So, like, uh-huh. you could directly just text them, be like, you want to hop on this gig? But I can't imagine yeah. where it's like, same city, but like you kind of know them. And yeah, like these kids over there, and like you know what I mean. Just I like, did. I did have a very, very. I was very lucky to have a mentor in booking. This dude, who was it? His name's Max Montez. Shout out to Max. Um, I I run into him here and there. I probably ran into him. Maybe I got a show last year somewhere. And it's like, oh shit, dude, what's up? And that's like, that dude's known me since I was like twenty years old, probably. And, like, he doesn't book anymore, but literally he, like, hit me up probably on Facebook or something, and he was like, yo, dude, you want to book shows? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, cool, because I'm looking for someone to pass the torch to. Pass I was the, like, oh, shit. On a message? You just yeah, that? and then, like, literally, dude, like, every sick flyer that I would see back then, it would just, just like, Max Montez Presents. Like, that fool would, like, book nails and, like, fucking Sabertooth, Ceremony. What was one of, what, like, like, give me one of his crazy shows you remember. Uh, Max Monster show. I can't. I can't even. Dude, there were sick ass shows going down from like flyers that I saw before I was even going to shows. I couldn't tell you. Like I couldn't pick one out of thin air. Like I can't recall any specific lineup. But one show that I I, rec- I recall he did that I went to that was still pretty early on from when I was going to shows was like at Gilman Street. It was like Dead End Path, Rotting Out. Uh, who else played? Damn, I can't remember. I want to say Soul Search, maybe. Um, I feel like some like pop punk band probably played. That was like back when they did a lot of those like mixed mixed tour packages. Now they're now they're like now two of those bands are on Saturday period. Yeah, I don't know what minority unit, but still. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's crazy. I mean, you just book huge shows and basically hit me up and was like, "Do you want to?" He's like, "I can I can send you offers of shows that I can't do." And I was like, "Yeah, dude, totally." And um. 
I always, I always like, I was like telling the story. There was a time where I got hit up to book this band Adventures, and they were um, like members of Code Orange Kids. They was like their like indie side project. This is pre or during. What's that? This is pre or during Code Orange. During Code Orange Kids. Okay. Before they actually became Code Orange, this is like pretty early on. Mm. Um, this is probably like 2014. But they're, this is the first time I ever like interacted with a booking agent. And so I got an email that was like... Don't you had know, a booking agent that early? Yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Um, sorry, sorry. Go no, you're good. Um, so they hit, they hit me up. The agent hit me up and was like, hey, like, here's this band. Like, I, they were on tour with another band, I think. Um, and uh, they were, he was like, do you want... He basically you know, laid out all the details and he said like, guarantee, their guarantee was like 350 bucks or something. And I was like, guarantee, what the heck is that? And uh, Max Max would tell me, like, dude, if you ever have any questions, just text me. And so I texted him, and I, I sent him a picture of the email, and I was like, what the heck does this mean? And he was like, that means how much money you're guaranteeing to pay the band. And I was like, me pay them? I was like, they should be paying me. <laughs> I was like, I'm the one fucking working my ass off. You know, like, still, you know, obviously just learning about the ins and outs of booking. And then he was like, no, well, like, you have to sign up to pledge to meet the guarantee that way they know that you're gonna actually promote the show i was like oh okay cool and then and then i learned like okay well that's how you figure out how much the show is gonna cost and like you know you do all the math and you rent the venue and how many heads have to show up in order for you to like break even after the rental and the band guarantee and stuff like that did you make it uh i did make that guarantee yeah there were some guarantees that i came up super short and there were other guarantees where i'd maybe have to go pull like 20 dollars out of the atm what were some gigs that you came super short uh just like little shows like i couldn't even tell you like what bands were were coming through do you gotta uh, take money out of your personal i mean i would just because i felt bad like there was literally a show i did where i, I paid them like 50 bucks and like you know i would go get like another 50 dollars out of my bank just go like, here you go dude he's 100 bucks and like which is yeah, funny like, now because now I go on tour and they're like, "All right, here's sixty dollars for your band." Okay, thanks, bye. And it's like, okay, cool. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. but it is what it is. Like, Do you still book shows? I don't anymore. What I, happened? The last time I booked a show was over a summer last year, 2022. This this guy this this guy agent hit me up to book uh, the band he works for. They're called Serpent Foot. They're from Washington. Uh, they wanted to play with Cruz, so I did that show. But what happened was I just like started focusing on other shit i kind of was just like you know i gotta start doing shit for myself and like you know focus on like my own music and shit and like you know show the scene will still be alive or whatever and you know people will still book shit and like or if people hit me up and they like absolutely need someone to get a hold of a venue like i'll do it but you know there's so many like nowadays there's so many other people booking shows it's like i always kind of looked at it as like uh i don't know what's right like a territorial thing you know like like Malachi, for example, like booked a show tonight, and it's like you know San Jose. He books shows in San Jose, like he books shows in Santa Cruz. I think he books shows in Oakland now too. But it's like you back then, like I I booked a show one time. I actually booked a show like right down the street from here at this place called the Rock Shop. Um, and I remember feeling kind of guilty for like booking in San Jose, and I'm just like, there's like other fools like out here that book here. Like you know, am I like stepping on their territory or like overstepping some boundaries or whatever? But it's like ah, whatever, you know. Like it's 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 a gig. Like a no, show, one, a show needs to happen, right? And no one was ever confrontational about it. That's just yeah. more so like a thing that I thought. Yeah, it's just like you know I can only book shows in like SF and Oakland, but you know I did I did one San Jose show or like whatever. But um, yeah, I just kind of like got kind of over it and just like folks started focusing on my own shit. And it's kind of funny how it how it like 
tapered off because like you don't just like decide you don't want to book anymore and then people just stop hitting you up like i was i'd begin like a lot of facebook dms and stuff like that and i would just be like yeah i'm not really booking anymore like i'd pass them off to like this other fool who was booking at the time um but yeah i kind of just like tapered off started writing more music playing in more bands i think right around 2015 that was like the around the same time i started one of my other like older bands uh whips whips yeah like whippets <laughs> no like whips? whips like yeah like a whip so like what, 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 what's that punk whip? wait so you stopped uh book, you stopped booking shows around 2015 uh, or or like how long ago did you start booking shows Stop. I'd say like 2016 or 17. I think. Okay, so you you haven't been booking shows for a while. Yeah, it's been like five or six years. Okay, so you start. So this was like up to your mid 20s, right? You're booking shows. Yeah. What are you working at at the time? Was like bumming it. Working. Yeah. Where was I working? Oh, I was working at this warehouse um, in South City, South San Francisco, California. Um, so prior to that, I was working at Macy's. I did loss prevention. Yeah. Shake, shake my head, and. Um, my homies walked in and they were just like, dude, you look miserable. And I was like, I am, bro. And then they were like, come work with us. And they worked at a warehouse, which, and they ended up getting me a job there. And then I ended up working there for like six and a half years. Damn. Yeah. So, so you're working, you're booking gigs, you're, you're playing in bands here and there. Do you, at this, at some point, do you like, cause, cause a lot of the bands you're in sound like, um, they're like cult classics. Does that make sense? You know, like those bands where it's like, like like healer or like yeah Benson. no frills you know yeah. you're just, just going for it yeah, yeah no bells like, and whistles yeah it's one of those bands where it's like you like if you know you know you know what I mean like mm-hmm. where like seven inch might be like hell DIY but like people like are worship you know are like are like fucking yeah. going nuts for that seven inch yeah but yeah. are do you ever like are like I want to be big like or like I want to like be in a big band or like make a living off of this um I mean I think I would love to make a living off of it but when you're making a living off of something you get hyper stressed. Because if you're not making a living, then you're not living, right? So it's like, and music is, is what, what's the word, subjective? It's up to someone else to decide whether or not it's good, you know? I obviously think, if I wouldn't be releasing music if I didn't like it. And, you know, you, I write, I've written plenty of songs that sound like absolute trash that, like, no one's ever heard. But, you know, I think in order to make a living off of it, you, you kind of have to, like, you either, either people are fucking with every single thing that you think of or you're writing for an audience you're compromising exactly and exactly, you don't want to yeah. compromise no i mean i wouldn't if, if like if i if i release another cruise album and it fucking blows up like cool hell yeah but if like if the only way i'm going to be able to make a living off of it is if i write an album that sounds like something that i'm not going to write organically then i'm not going to do that you know mm. Because it's to me, it's like it's like the integrity part of it. Like, how do you, you know, you don't want to sell yourself short of like what you like. You're not gonna write something that you don't like just to please other people. Yeah. Just to make a living off of it. Like, I'd rather just work in my little desk job and write tracks at home for fun. Sick. So, 25 to 30, how was your life? So you stopped booking shows. Play man, I call Wibs. I think Fentanyl started at some point there. Um, you joined Healer, Cruise Star. It's like. What else? What else is? What's going on between twenty five and now? What year was it when I was twenty five? Two thousand fifteen. Two thousand fifteen. Oh wait, so yeah, yeah. Two thousand fifteen. Um, what was life like? Wait, how old are you? Thirty. I'm thirty now. Um, wasn't yeah. that a uh, damn? I don't know. Whatever. Twenty five. Oh no, 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 I can't do math. I'm stupid. 
2018, I was 25. Hey, that was five years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> what I was like, wait, wasn't that Yeah, old? I'm hella dumb. Um, yeah, 25, yeah. Uh, Fennel starts. Healer started like two years prior. So I was like 23. Um, Fennel's been around that long? Since 2018, yeah. Or no, 2019, sorry. Summer okay. of 2019. Um, but yeah, so 2016, 17, 18, doing healer stuff. You know, we weren't doing anything like hell of often like all the time the only thing we were doing all the time was like kicking it and recording shitty songs like sick ass songs that sounded shitty because of the recording um Dude, yeah. are, you, are you aware how like big healer is what's that are you aware how big healer is well like for like a diy project like it's like a cult classic um i not really i feel like i'm kind of like blindsided by a lot of that stuff like my homie like alex from bloodstained concrete he he's like the only person that i still talk to that like will actively act ask me about healer stuff which i appreciate but yeah i don't i don't really know like how much people really follow it i, I remember when uh when it when those came out the summer 2019 well like and then the next summer 2020 when it was COVID, i was kicking my homie chango and like rhino where i was just like yo healer like we're just like we're <laughs> just like going like yeah we're like kind of like going uh we're just fanboying over here and they're like, let's do some shit like this. And because he's like from Bakersfield, but like he loves like East Los. Like he, he like he's a brown kid from Bakersfield oh, that yeah. worships LA shit. Yeah. And he was like, yo, like, like you know, he was on his like you know like full shit. And he was like, yo, like he looks so sick. Like and he's like love Powerbound. So I was like, we're just. I remember that summer yeah. of COVID. Like uh, like we couldn't do anything. I mean, him me and him were down just to kick it and just like listen to Healer like almost every day. That's sick. Yeah. yeah. Maybe my eyes is just like a bit cold. But I do feel like a lot of people like it. I mean, people definitely still fuck with it, like, which is really super cool. Um, But yeah, when we were like still an active band, like I wasn't really aware of how much like people liked it. Like, you know, we'd go play shows and people would turn out. And a lot of the times it would just be like our friends that were there. Like I very rarely would go to a healer show who would meet like complete strangers, you know, or like, yeah. anything like that. Um, I would love to see Healer live. I would go vape shit. <laughs> yeah, the one of the last shows we, I think it was the last show we played. It was like a day show. It was weird. It was like a day show at the Knockout in SF. It was like this little bar. Um, we played at like four o'clock in the afternoon. The sh- the sun's like shining right at like our faces. There's a the video of that on YouTube, right? Video. Yeah, it's on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, 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 that was a cool show. And uh, and Cruz, and uh, is Cruz the first band that is just like more. I guess like Chill My shit Yeah yeah. The first band you done like that Yeah Cruz is the first band That's not A hyper Distorted guitar Band that I've done Was that nerve wrecking Just be like I'm, I'm more like You're gonna You're gonna hear The soft side of me like, <laughs> like, I'm not gonna hide behind Like, you know, like Not not really I mean I feel like the crew Like Cruz could've definitely Started being a band In like 2014 or 15 If I had just like Started recording because a lot of those like ideas and a lot of those songs and like the whole style of it like the tone and like you know the, the riff structure a lot of that stuff was like stuff that i just had like just like demo recordings i kind of saved and then um when we we're doing healer we would kick it a lot at our practice space and just like you know show each other demos and like shit like that and then like we ended up actually working on like a cruise track and then that's how the first cruise song like came to be and then um it all just kind of like would happen again. Like I would write in another song idea and then would kind of focus on that. And then that turned into like, okay, now that song is done. And then I would work on another idea and then slowly but surely, like we'd work on that one and then that one was done. So like, yeah, Cruise is a solo project, but 
it def- definitely starting it was was kind of a group effort with uh, me and and some of the other fools from Healer too. Like we just bullshit at our practice space and just record stuff. That's sick. Yeah, and fentanyl. Why has why 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 is fentanyl just on Spotify? Why now? Because uh, we were doing that tour, and so when the band first started. It was, like, the whole thing was, like, yeah, dude, like, physical format only, like, fuck all the streaming stuff. And this, you know, 2019, whatever, obviously pre-COVID. Um, and it just worked. It wor- That that approach worked better back then um, versus, like, now I feel like, you know, we were we did a U.S. tour and, like, to, to have done a U.S. tour and, like, not have your music be, like... Streaming. What's the word? Yeah, like... Uh, available available yeah. yeah i was gonna say approachable sorry i can't think um but yeah having your music just be available like after playing to like all these different types of kids like literally across the country like not doing that is just gonna hold you back and so it wasn't even it wasn't like my idea to do it, it was kenny's idea but everyone else was like down i was like yeah dude like i don't care it's cool you know we did the physical format thing people still came to the shows people bought the tape people bought the the seven inch i mean and, like, like funny enough like the, I like the idea of fentanyl because like I've seen videos but of course I was like I'm, I don't know how fentanyl sounds like yeah. so when I saw you guys live I was like I'm so excited but like I don't like I don't I guess, like honestly I could imagine what it sounds like yeah but I was like um, yeah because like I, I remember just going singing in seeing you guys jumping off like you know like just yeah. moshing and then I'd be like I still don't know I can't listen to this you know what I mean <laughs> yeah like, but like that's, that's a cool thing too like kids would go bash it crazy when we play and like a lot of those kids probably haven't even heard the music before. That, that's like, and that's a, the cool thing. It's very organic, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, what I'm trying to say is like add some like hype. You know what I mean? It's like oh bad. for sure. There's only one way you can hear it. You either go to the show, yeah, yeah. or you go to the show and buy the tape. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was like <laughs> that was like it was refreshing because you know what I mean. Like now it's like oh let's, the flyer we could listen to every band and it's like okay I don't like this I like this I don't like this you know what I mean it's yeah, just like, yeah, well, like yeah. that was like I mean even you couldn't if, do that with us you gotta come to the show and find out the hard way whether you fuck with it or not yeah even if it's on Spotify now it's like it's, it was still like a cool feeling you know what I mean to be like I like how this band looks I like what this band's about I don't know what you know what they sound like and then the first like you know like, I'm like oh like you know what I mean this is it's such it's such a, I mean a feeling that I don't know if it's gonna happen again you know what I mean yeah yeah but it's still super sick I mean I was surprised I thought you guys had like only like two demos like but you guys yeah. have like a lot of like like well recorded music which was like okay yeah this band needs to be on Spotify hell yeah yeah because I was like this is like yeah this doesn't make like because I think the first song is like where like the dudes like um. The classic Bay Area shit, where like they're just like they're, like some rappers sounds like a rapper just oh, like, yeah. talking over. It's like it's like oh like this is this is like you already know. I was like oh this is sick. Like this should yeah. be on Spotify. The Andre Nicotina intro. Yeah, yeah, that. So he's like a OG, like SF rapper from like the nineties, and um, our homie Sean, he did a mixtape for his band Full Contact in like twenty sixteen or seventeen, and he had Project Pat do the intro. It was fucking clean. What's it so, called? Uh, full compact. Full contact. Full contact. Yeah. Send me it to me just in case. I need yeah, it. yeah. Um, I don't uh, know if they're still online, but I'll like email you the. There's phone. no. Oh yeah, yeah, send it to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're they're sick. Uh, but he had Project Pat do his uh, mixtape intro, and so we basically were just wanted to emulate that, and um, I actually just DM'd Andre Nicotina, and he was like, "Just text me instead, bro." And so it was hella funny. I was literally just texting this dude. Like I've been listening to that guy since i was like 12 you know 
Or even like the Helix bit, like it was DJ Eon. Like, like, yeah, dude. Like, I was like, that's crazy. I can't believe we had the chance to do a split with that. And he's like our homie, too. Yeah. You know, yeah. We kick it with him all the time. We actually did, uh, we used his typewriter to type out the lyrics for the the second 7-inch. That's crazy. Yeah, really kicking out his house. I know there's like a whole like Bay, Bay LA friction or like, you know, like, uh, but I was like, one thing I love about, about the Bay is like, a, the bay doesn't come up short or anything. I know LA has, like, the name of, like, Los Angeles, and it has a lot of things. But one thing I love, like, I think one thing you can't take away from the bay, as someone from LA, raised, like, in LA through and through, mm-hmm. um, is, yeah, like, the the whole, like, rap, like, power violence thing. Yeah. That's, the, like... The music, dude. The bay has spawned so much, like, legendary music. No, like, you guys have legendary music for sure, but one thing you can't, like... You know what I mean? That's, like, it's, like... Like, like, you know, I mean, I could talk about AFI and, like, Ceremony and all these big bands, but I'm like, <laughs> one thing that, like, literally is, like, like a Bay thing is that. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. just, like, yeah. you can't, like, you know what I mean? It's like, like, I thought about doing a project like that where it's, like, you know, just, like, rap, but, like, LA version, you know what I mean? Like, and, like, do, like, uh, samples of, like, LA songs. Mm-hmm. But I was like, damn, I'll just be biting off the Bay. But, like, that's, like, that's the thing that's, like, man, this is, like, that's super, like, plutocracy. Uh, yeah. I could go on and on. You know what I mean? Yeah, Spaz. yeah. That was definitely the approach for the for the healer thing, and the thing with us was that we, I mean, of course, like you know, we we did do the exact style that like plutocracy and spaz do with like the samples and the oldies and all that stuff. But we literally had permission from those guys to do it. Like, like the, the name Healer is an Immortal Fate song, right? And like the dude from Immortal Fate like drew our fucking logo. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's not like we weren't like biting off of them per se. We literally had permission. The homie fucking hand scripted the whole logo for us. Like we were like part of that lineage now where it's like, it's different to me when like, you know, someone rips off someone else. It's like, okay, yeah, it's like a rip off, you know, it's like, did you have permission to do that? Um, But we we were, you know, born right into it. So we were lucky enough to, uh, you know, those guys are like from the same area that we're from. Yeah, Bay Area shit. Yeah, dude, straight. Yeah. So now you're 30. What's your the big three? Oh, the three decades. So what? What's next? I mean, Healer's on the thing. Cruise is still still active, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Fentanyl is on Spotify. You guys did a tour. I mean, you guys just came <laughs> from a tour where like your music was on Spotify yeah. or any streaming services. So, yeah. What's next? What's next for you as a musician? What's next for you in life? Um. Definitely just writing more songs. I've been recording a lot more. For a new project? Um, just bands in general. Like, people hitting me up to record tracks. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So, oh, okay, as a, as a producer. Yeah, yeah. Like, I just go in my practice space, and, like, it kind of started with... Uh, the first project I did was in 2018. I recorded my homie's band, Mop. Um, oh. Yeah, Mop. And uh, I was just recording on GarageBand with this, like, four-track reel-to-reel machine that I bought on Craigslist. And I'd already been recording some of my own. I think the, the cruise tape might have already been done by this point. And I recorded that, so I kind of had a, an idea of like a workflow when it came to recording. So I felt comfortable actually charging people to come record with me. Um, for Mop, I think we did three days, and I charged them like 150 bucks for the whole thing, Honestly. which is like super cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this, I mean, this is 2018, but even still, it's cheap for back then. Um, but I just recorded it on a four track. And bounced everything into GarageBand and did the mix on the computer. And, like, I still think that's probably, like, my best recording. Even, like, having done some other projects after that. And I don't know what it was about it that made it sound so good. I think it was just because, like, they're, like, a quieter band, you know? They weren't, like, blaring fucking amps hell loud and shit. 
Um, but yeah, I started recording in, that was like my first paid recording gig 2018. And, uh, I definitely want to do more of that now moving forward. I'm actually recording my homie next week too, doing some drum stuff. Um, just like trying to stay busy with that stuff, trying to find a balance between staying busy, like wanting to take on recording jobs and then like not burning myself out. Cause like, I feel like, like, uh, like, like this week, for example, I'm doing the podcast today. I have fentanyl practice tomorrow and then I have practice for that band hookups on Saturday morning. And it's like, that's like three days in a row of just like work, work, work. And you know, at the time when I'm like scheduling these things, I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do it. That sounds cool. And then the week comes and I'm just like, fuck, all I want to do is stay home with my girlfriend and relax and like not have to do this stuff. But the same time, like, you know, you got to work for it, dude. And like, you know, it's not the biggest deal in the world to like drive down here and like do this or like go to practice and and learn some songs or whatever. But you're elevating. You You started off as like playing band or learning guitar. Then you started booking shows and you've kind of done like the whole kind of almost the whole spectrum. Yeah, yeah, I think I definitely think booking shows and recording have been like two things that I get to throw onto my musical resume, resume that uh, other a lot of other people you know either don't really have find interest in or don't have the time to do it or don't know how. But um, I mean, everything I taught myself, like I never I never went to guitar class. I took one class in high school. I never learned anything about recording like anywhere else. I never went to like an institute to learn that just like watch youtube videos and trial and error and fucking same with like guitar booking everything dude would you say you're proud of yourself oh yeah hella i think like taking on like a lot of these actions like it is a lot of hard work and and i'm like i'm definitely like i look back and just being like damn it's cool that i got the chance to to book shows you know when i was like 19 till i was like 24 or something like that and um you know, even with recording now, like recording has always been something that I've wanted to do ever since I was in high school. And like, like I said, even with my first band, that was like the first time I ever dipped my toes into recording. And I'm just, every time I take on a new recording job, like I learn something new, whether it's like how to mic a snare drum better, like how to do the overheads a little bit better, how to mix something a little bit different. Um, is there anything besides just like, obviously the, the passion for music is what drives for you to do everything but is there something else like another external internal factor besides just loving music that drives you to like i gotta learn this to work yeah it's just to work in the music right yeah for DIY and diy really yeah. yeah i don't know honestly i think just like being having like a little bit of like a creative spark you know for example for booking shows it's like some people might be like well booking shows isn't creative it's like fucking make your own flyer then it is creative i used to make all my own flyers i'd actually get bummed out when tour packages would be like here's a flyer and be like fuck no i'm gonna make my own because like, that show, shit was like, this is the, that's the, the i respect anyone with book shows that's the, <laughs> yeah for real that, that's a that's a hard that's a that's the hardest job i think but someone's got to do it yeah i mean dude it's the people working behind the curtains man that that get a lot of this shit done like Without people booking shows, like there wouldn't be a show tonight. There wouldn't be anything, any fucking. There would be no reason to come. There would be yeah. a yeah. And yeah. it's like you know, it's always the the behind the scenes fools that are doing a lot of the work that definitely goes underappreciated. I think if everyone who enjoys going to shows had the chance to book a show, they would grow and like understand and appreciate yeah, it yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, but um, anything else you want to say before we wrap this up? We're gonna do this or that. 
I just heard that as like Coke or Coke or Pepsi. And you'd be like Coke. Oh shit! Yeah. But uh, before we do that, anything else you want to say? Uh, any fuck yous? Any love yous? Fuck you to gentrifiers. Love you to my family and friends. That's it. Anything else you want to say? Anything else you want to put out there? Uh, West Bay all day. Six five zero all day. Um, fucking. Yeah, that's all I really got. <laughs> hey, before, who, who's legit in the back of the of the healer seven inch or the the EP on the back? Yeah, I think it's a dude like a gun or some shit. Yeah, that's yeah, uh, mind, uh, mind, mind, don't say it. <laughs> yeah, well, you tell me after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The yeah cops like, that's like, fine. Like, Better that I don't. Yeah, the cops are gonna listen, man. Yeah, I just yeah, thought yeah. it was like I was like, dude, that's that looks sick. That's a hard picture. Yeah, yeah, but um, that's right. our family for sure. Yeah, we're gonna do this or that. Wrap it up, all right? Cool, dude. All right, so we're gonna start off. Hate breed or death threat? Oh man, never really got into either. But I'd say death threat probably. Walmart or Target? Uh, Target for sure. There's a Target down the street from my house. It's actually still there that I'd go to. Candy or Akula? Uh, never listened to either of those bands either, honestly. I have listened to Candy before, so I'll go with them. <laughs> uh, Plutocracy or Spaz? Oh, man. God damn, that's a hard one. Uh... We have to go spaz on that one. Okay. Nike. We have to go spaz. Nike or Converse? Nike for sure. Vans or Adidas? Vans. Green Deer or Blink? Uh, Blink because I grew up with them, but Green Day because they're from the Bay. I, I didn't listen. To, I wasn't listening to Green Day as early as I was listening to Blink-182, but yeah, I'll go with, I'll go with Blink-182. Wu-Tang? Or Bone Thugs? Oh, man. Probably Wu-Tang. I, I definitely... I'd say I probably fucked with both of them equally as much, which wasn't, like, a lot in comparison to, like, other stuff I listened to at the time. Uh, but, yeah, probably Wu-Tang. Raja Chili Peppers? Or Pearl Jam? <laughs> uh, Pearl Jam. David Bowie? Or The Stones? The Stones, for sure. Damn, uh, that was a bad one. I mean, other people might find that one challenging, but I love the Stones, dude. Guns N' Roses or Metallica? Oh, Metallica for sure. Metallica or Slayer? Slayer for the riffs, Metallica for the influence. Bob Dylan or Neil Young? Oh, God damn it. (laughs) Uh, Probably Neil Young. Neil Young? Yeah. Damn. Gonna have to go with Neil Young on that one, the homie. Zeppelin or Sabbath? Uh, Sabbath for sure. The Athletics or the Giants? Giants all day, bro. Giants? Hell yeah. The Athletics hat looks kind of cooler. <laughs> uh, I'm only against the A's because their colors are the same colors from my whack-ass high school. And uh, our high school baseball jerseys basically look like A's jerseys. And anything that reminds me of that, I'm, I'm good off of it. The Bar or the Strip Club? The Bar. The Bar. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> uh, Jane's Addiction or Soundgarden? Soundgarden. Uh, I'm running out That's of That's a good one, though. Yeah. That's a good one. Uh, <coughs> Mob Deep or Onyx? Uh, I've never heard of Onyx. Really? Yeah. You know I, who they are? Am I a coward? No. You never heard those songs like, da-da, da-da-da. It's like slam, but uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I never really listened to either, I never really stepped to Mob Deep like that either, but you have to go Mob Deep just because at least I know 
a couple of their songs. Yeah, probably Killers <laughs> and a Hundred Dollars. And uh, I think, <laughs> think we'll wrap it up there. Yeah. Negative approach. Uh, negative approach. No, no, no. Oh, I'm trying to think of a what's a, a crazy Bay one. I don't know. I can't think of any. That's all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't tripping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, but thank you, buddy, for listening. And yeah, anything else you want to say? Um, no, nah, dude. I'm, I'm chilling. Yeah. Yeah. All right. LA to the Bay. Thank you. Hell yeah.